really struggling to find words to describe how I feel. Um, Arsenal nil, Villarreal nil, lost 2-1 on aggregate. Just another really, really poor performance from Arsenal. And we're out of the Europa League. We're out of the Europa League. And it was our only way of salvaging a very, very, very bad season. Um, to go out to this Villarreal team to me is just very emblematic of what we've been doing all season. You know, playing under the surface, not being able to string together one to two passes, losing every second ball, losing every single 50-50 ball, not playing with any aggression, no energy, nothing. And having one shot on goal, looking nervous, looking scared, looking like you have no ounce of confidence whatsoever. And all season, everybody's been telling us the players. And to a certain extent, I think it is. But Arteta has to take the majority of the blame for today and the season. Because for me, it's completely unacceptable to go out of the Europa League the way that you did. You didn't play a good team. You played a Villarreal team that's very mediocre. And they were able to score two goals on you in the first leg. And we were unable to, I mean, we put together two, maybe two shots on goal against them. And we needed the goals. What is that? When Arteta took out Aubameyang, I knew he had, he he was just completely out of his depth. He took out Aubameyang in a game where you need a goal. Your star striker, he was the only person that looked like he had anything about him to score. I mean, let's not let's not get crazy. Everybody was dead. But he was the only player that looked like he could possibly score a goal and you took him out. And you put Willian in. What is your thought process there? Everybody looked completely confused. There was no cohesion. There was no organization. There was nothing. And that comes down to the manager. It just does. It comes down to the manager. So although I'll accept that the players are not good enough, what I will not accept is that Arteta has just, it's just the players and they're not good enough and just whatever. Because any manager that takes us out of Europe and we're in 10th place, should not be safe and he may be safe, but they shouldn't. And um, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to have your say on the show. Obviously this is a call-in show and I want to give everybody that, that can and wants to an opportunity to come up and, and say your piece and say how you're feeling. But I do have a panel here and I want to get their ideas on what happened with the game because I just don't even know what to do anymore. I really, really don't. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and bring them in. I have souls here, Anthony here, Dan here, and, Oh, many who guys souls. I'm gonna let you start. What are you feeling, man? What are you feeling? I, d I don't know. It was just, did are we the ones that were meant to not score? Cause I am confused. What the, f what I was, I usually have a lot to say, but today I don't have a single thing. I don't even know what to say. I feel so deflated season done. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to say it now, and I'll say it. Arteta's done. Arteta out. He needs to be sacked. Party didn't cover himself with glory. 
there was only realistically there's only one player really in my opinion who can actually sit there and say you know what they gave it everything and that's Smith Rowe the only guy who actually tried today everyone else was just yo I'll try and pass a fucking five yard past the player party what were you doing trying to score an own goal because you can't score for Arsenal why I don't get it you know what we can sit there we can blame everyone but the problem is right we're a mid-table club I don't know why we got our hopes up that we can even win the Europa League. You know, we get into this false sense of security that we can actually do something. We're not good enough for it. And today proved it again, inconsistencies in our play. No urgency, no drive, no passion from any of them. And it was just, it was a little too late. And you don't, where, why, why was there no tactical output? Why was it just throw everything at the wall and hope something sticks? Oh, um... Aubameyang hasn't scored. Like I said, you give it a go. William, you now give it a go. Like Pepe, now you give it a go. Martinelli, you give it a go. That was crying for Pepe to come off and Martinelli to come on. Get someone with a bit of urgency on. Sometimes you do have to question his tactics, but Partey today didn't look like he was comfortable on his own. Why Tierney needed to come off earlier. He looked tired after the first half. He didn't look fit at all. And it's just, it's shocking, it's shocking, and it's its embarrassing, actually. Because how much more can we allow this to happen? Yes, the Cronkies need to go first, in my opinion. I don't think a manager's going to change anything. Because we, we, we know we, there's more than just one or two players needing to be brought in. But that, for me, was embarrassing, man. I can't believe I call myself an Arsenal fan sometimes. Because those players on the pitch don't deserve our support, nor does the manager, nor does this club at the moment. And it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to even watch a game of Arsenal right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear you and I understand that the Crockies have to go, but the realistic thing is that they're not going anywhere. You know, so are we really going to just cope with this? Because for me, there are other managers out there that can keep us organized. There are other managers that would understand that your star striker needs to be on the pitch. There are, there are other managers out there that would understand that Martinelli needs to be on earlier. There are other managers out there that could do more. That's why I don't really understand this. Well, I, I understand that Arteta is the dealt a bad, bad card, but he's a novice. And for me, the way that he capitulated in this tie just shows that he should not be managing Arsenal right now. Albert, what are you thinking right now? Let me say a big up to the guys first in the in the chat because this is obviously not um not in the chat the, the, on the in the chat and obviously the people in the panel um because yeah it's not easy to talk straight after the game man literally but um Jess you know what was embarrassing for me um Baku was embarrassing but tonight was expected um it just it just got confirmed tonight I've had to sit here and listen for two weeks or a week on social media Villarreal's not a good side they're not any good. You know how poor they are, and I said to you yesterday, Jess, and I said it a couple of days ago. We're not a good side. What what gives us a divine right to go and win tonight? Based on what? Um, you know what I mean, no European football now for the first time in twenty five years. It's, it's it's hitting home now. Like it's nothing personal against Arteta, but you know, he should he should never have been in this position in the first place. You know, all the eggs in one basket for the Europa League. We ain't won it. I'm a, I'm lucky enough to have been alive the last time we won a European trophy. Well, this I is the second year in a row where all of our eggs are in, in one basket. And if we don't win these one or two games, everything is lost. This this is the second year in a row. 
this that's unacceptable. We're looking at the last four league games or whatever, like now what happens? That's totally unacceptable to me. Dan, you were you were nodding your head, seeming like you're you know agreeing with what Albert says. I want to get your opinion on this as well. You know what? Um, I think he's spot on in that we should never have been in this position. Um, you know, I think it's this whole season has just been endemic of what what Arsenal have been for the past few years. You know, they're they're, they're a, a club with no direction. Uh, mm. We can talk about the owners, but they don't they don't have a culture of excellent excellence. They don't have um, ambition to win things. And when that when when that's the message that comes down from the top, this is where you end up. You know, you, you end up breaking record after record. You know, Arteta the record breaker, first first season, um, not in Europe for twenty five years. You know, this is this is probably the worst season I've ever I've ever seen um, us us play uh, in my whole time watching football. You know, um, and the worst thing about it is today was not a surprise. You know, going into this game. Um, We've 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 scored 18 goals um, in 17 games at home this season. So going into a game at home, knowing you need to score, I was not confident. You know, uh, when it gets to 50, 60, 70 minutes, we've not scored. I said we're not scoring because if you look at our record in the league, we scored five goals in the in the last 15 minutes of games, right? And to put that into context, under Emery, that number was at 23. You know, and this is a season where for all intents and purposes, everyone knew that Emery was not good enough, right? As far as I'm concerned, our squad right now is better than anything that Emery had to work with, you know? In that season when he came fifth, uh, we were playing with uh, Mkhitaryan, Iwobi, um, Elneny, uh, Jenkinson, Lichsteiner, Socrates, Mustafi, you know? These men were regulars, Kolasinac, regulars in our team, Petr Cech, you know? I think we've upgraded on all of these players and yet somehow we find ourselves 10th and people want to talk to me about player quality, right? I'm looking at Villarreal's team. How many of them get in our team, right? So you, you say Villarreal's not, not a good team. They're not a good team. But what, what a, 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 an experienced coach is able to do, he's able to get them to perform to be better than the sum of their parts. They looked like bad players coached well today. We looked like good players coached badly. Two shots on target in four hours of football, three hours of football, sorry, against a team with worse players. But it's not a surprise. Look at them, look at the look at the results. We've got no points from Everton this season, no points from a uh, one point from Burnley this season, no points from uh, Wolves this season. You know, this is unheard of for Arsenal Football Club. So how are we expecting to go through against a guy with European pedigree and Emery? Why why were we expecting that? Oh man. Yeah, it's new lows. Sorry. No, I don't bad. I don't know how he survives this. I really, really don't. I just I can't imagine us going into another season with somebody who's really showed no progression. The thing about it is, is that as, as a novice manager, you're expected to, you know, learn on the job. Is he learning on the job? He's still making the same mistakes over and over again. The team looks the same every time they come out on the field, scared, timid, disorganized, uncommitted. And then to sub out a bombing, to me, just shows the level of inexperience and, I don't know, ego in this guy. Like, and then to bring on Willian. What was he going to do? Shabs, what do you think? <laughs> don't be smiling on this stream right now, man. No, just, just <laughs> like, pick up yourself, Jess. Pick up Dan. Dan was rapping some real lyrics there. And I yeah, agree with him 100%, you know. Um, and 
for, for me, like the substitution was absolutely crazy. Like, you need a goal. You know, Bamiyang is the guy of all of these guys who's got the capability to really do that for you. And um, you take him off. And I thought there, there was a split second where, um, you know, he, he had that chance. Um, and I thought maybe, because Arteta kind of already made the decision, isn't it? So I thought maybe, maybe there's a chance he'll just quickly rejig something and, you know, do something else and still bring on Laka, but keep Aubameyang on. Um, no, you know, kind of pans to a replay, then pans to Oba on the bench, um, sitting down on the bench. And I just thought, from that moment, I just thought the game's done. Um, I can't see any changes that, um, you know, unless we're extremely fortunate or unless Villarreal um, mess it up, um, I, I, I can't see it from this point on. And that was it. Those were my final moments of of, of, of the game. Um, I don't think, I do, I do think... Um, Arteta is learning, but it's at a pace which is just not conducive to um, to us being um, doing anything positive of any note in any realistic time frame. I think for all the time that you give him to learn on the job and improve, everyone around us improves. Um, you know, I think Una Emery that was some diabolical football that um, uh, that 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 we all had to witness during his time at the Emirates and. Um, you know, you, you you think it really can't get worse, and you know he <laughs> he comes up against Arteta, and you know it it, it gets worse because I don't think that Villarreal side are good at all. I think they go to the final. I think Man United wash them in the final, absolutely wash them with Oli Gunnar, who I don't think is a good coach. Um, you know, and I think the agenda runs and flies on Arsenal. I think um, you know this is the longest period of time that I can think of where, you know, we don't qualify for Europe. So we've got no European football next season, which is a big issue. Um, it's a big issue for us for so many different reasons, um, especially having missed out on on on, on revenue for, um, because of COVID. So, yeah, there, there, there's so many things going on in my head right now that just it, it just doesn't bode well for, 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 for the future, for the summer, for summer spending. And really, yeah, there are question marks about ownership and blah, 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 blah. But there's still better that can be achieved with a better man in charge, even with these horrible owners. So um, that's that's it. The right decision needs to be made. It can't be sentimental. It can't be... Um, there can't be any other thought process behind this, really. It has to be sporting decisions. Sporting decisions have to be made now, you know, for the club's sake, for the fans' sake, because this is this is dreadful. Anthony, just backing up a little bit, you know, you see the lineup and you see Aubameyang, Pepe, Millsmith-Rowe, Odegaard, Saka, Party, and then Tierney comes in, you know, obviously because Xhaka gets hurt. How do you go from an offensive lineup like that to one shot on target? And how do you separate that for anybody who's Arteta in? How do you separate that from the manager? How can you say that that's just the players? At this point, I'm having a hard time separating it. So can you, you know, work me through this or try to explain to me how or what you thought when you saw that lineup? We're thinking you're going offensive. One shot on goal, that's not offensive, you know, to me. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, he, he tends to do this to us, doesn't he? Um, every now and again, he gives us this, this little kind of glimmer of hope that we kind of say, you know what, maybe it's clicked for him. Maybe he's actually listening to what we want. And maybe 
you know, maybe he's 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 gonna change it around. But it's like he put these names on paper to make us happy, but he still sets them out to play the exact same way. So in a sense, he might as well have just played his defensive minded players because like we spoke about this on the last stream, Jess. Um he seems to have coached all of the creativity out of the team. And even looking at uh, Martinelli tonight, like we were all calling for Martinelli. And even when he came on, there was nothing, you know, the spark was gone. The flare wasn't there. There was no impact. He looked flat and everybody looked flat. And you know what? We we paid the price. We, we basically gave up a whole 45 minutes. The, the first half, you know, was it was a warm up. You know, it, it looked like a testimonial or, or an international friendly or something. And I was sitting there and I was going, did these guys realize you've got 45 minutes to get yourself into a European Cup final? Like, are, are we the only ones that, that know this? Like, we, we paid the ultimate price for being conservative. And I can understand um, that they, they kept describing it on uh, the, the channel I was watching. They kept describing it as a, a bit of a chess game. I can understand why Emery didn't want to overcommit and give up a goal. And I understand why Arteta didn't want to go all out because, of course, we're saying, go go for it, go for it. But look, one goal would have would have killed us. So I can understand, but it was far too conservative. And, and it's like everything with Arsenal, it's, it's too little too late. And like you said, why why he pulled Aubameyang off? I mean, Aubameyang had almost just scored and the next of all, he was substituted. And yeah, it wasn't his. Uh, it, it wasn't a very standout game by Aubameyang, but he's that kind of a guy. He can do nothing for eighty nine minutes and pop up in one moment and change the game. And yeah, I I just don't know. Um, yeah, I I think he's just a little bit in over his head, and he, he doesn't seem to be learning from these mistakes. The the in game management and, but you know what? Like I said, look, I think in terms of Arteta, yeah, look. I think we tried it. It didn't work. Um, I, I don't like to say it, but because I have been so sympathetic. Um, but look, I, I think we need to try something else. Um, I'm not blaming Arteta for what has happened to Arsenal as a football club because I've said this from the get-go. I believe he's been set up to fail because he hasn't been provided the tools. He is not ready for this job. He never should have got this job. He was never going to succeed in this job. Is it his fault at the end of the day that he was put in that position? No, this comes down from bad management, bad ownership. This started from the top. Those decisions were wrong from the get-go. He should not have been given the job because he wasn't ready for it. And if he was going to be given the job, he should have been supplied with people around him that could guide him in the job. Like, What guy is going to be thrown into such a massive job like that and then be told... You know, there you go, you're in charge. And by the way, there's no one else there to give you a hand. It's all on you. Like, really, what were we really expecting? Expecting, from? exactly. You know, yeah, I agree with everything you just said, Anthony. And, and many who yesterday when we spoke um, pre-match, you were pretty complimentary of Arteta, thinking that he was the right, the right guy. You were pretty confident that we were going to win three to one. You know, not trying to put you on the spot because I think there's a lot of people that were pretty confident. I mean, we have a better team than them, but we weren't able to really create anything. You know, what are your feelings? Because I wasn't as confident as you, so I didn't have as far to to really fall. But going from 3-1 and thinking that we're going to have this 
this come out game and get to the final now knowing, knowing that we're out of Europe and um, yeah, watching that display. How are you feeling now? I feel similar to that feeling when we lost to Olympiacos um, without knowing FA Cup was coming. It was just like, whoa, like, is this real? <laughs> like, I'm thinking to myself, when we hit the post, when we when uh, Smithrow misses that chance, I'm like, there goes my 3-1. My prediction's out the, out the window, but I'm most disappointed about the fact that the Villarreal backline wasn't threatened. We didn't, there was no situation where we got in behind them and they looked nervous. The only thing that was nervous about their backline was the goalie. And we never tested him. Yeah, and he, he was making his own mistakes. And at the end of the day, we had more nervy moments than them. And uh, I'm looking at Arteta, like, granted, when he came in, he had the right mentality, he had the right words. But at the end of the day, our attack can't go through the middle of the field. They're too scared to pass. We're in the last 45 minutes of a semifinals, and Pablo Mari's touching the ball more than uh, than Odegaard or Smith. Bet Burn Leno pa- touched oh. the ball more than Aubameyang did. Uh, so like, I'm, and I'm looking at a team like Leeds. Patrick Bamford gets more chances than our forwards. We've paid 50 million plus for our forwards, but Patrick Bamford looks more dangerous than him. Um, Alcier, whatever his name is, Alcacerio. It looks more dangerous than our players. And I think at the end of the day, it goes down to tactics. It goes down to just pure, pure want and desire. You saw Conte yesterday go from the middle of the field to the, the opposite third, intercept the ball, creates the goal that seals the game. We don't have any of those moments. Yeah, um, we really don't. I, I'm proud of Smith Rowe at least trying to push the game. But everyone else looks scared of the moment. No one, like when when we saw Partey having the worst time of his life, there was no player that said, okay, let me pick up the responsibility. Um, when, like, it, it was definitely, it was definitely every man out for himself, to be honest. It was like, let me get the ball off of my toe as quickly as possible because I don't want to be the one to get blamed, you know. But you guys just, it ran, like, what do you think the players are thinking right now? You know, they've spent, you know, what, 18 months or so with Arteta at this point. You know, I know the younger, some of the younger players have said that he's a genius, but I wonder what players like Lacazette and Aubameyang, some of the more senior players are thinking at the moment when they're not going to be playing European football next season if they're, if they're here. And that's going to be the first time in their Arsenal career that they're not playing um, at that level. And, um, you know, they probably think, couldn't think things would get worse than Emery, but they seem like they might be at this point. Do you guys think that the the players may want Arteta out at this point? Because if I'm a bombing and you're taking me out of a semifinal where we need a goal, I'm thinking maybe this isn't the place for me. You know, Albert, what do you think about that? Um, just, you know what, it, it comes back to, I hear what you're saying with the question. Um, and I saw, I, I always take it back to um, when we bottled it in Baku. And some of these men that started that game are still at this club, still playing for Arsenal. So 
why fast forward three is letting think they're going to pull us out of the mire this time they're not I said it before the start of the season in the summer and I go back to the same thing I always say I, get, I don't get bored of saying it right um, you can't trust these group of players you cannot trust these group of players and whoever is going to come in and be the man be the manager if you're going to make the same mistakes in trusting these group of players this is, this is what happens um, so Listen, I don't know what goes in the head of some of these players. Um, we questioned the players' mentality for years gone by. And there's a very good reason why we do. Just look at some of the things that come out over the years, man. Like Bellerin complaining about Tierney putting it in and training and Sanchez wants to win too much. And we've got an owner that comes out in 2016 and says that he bought a stake in Arsenal not to win trophies. It's, it's symptomatic... Every, every single department of this football club, from player to recruitment to ownership. And that's where we, not only where we are today, um, where we've been for a number of years. And I think what concerns me even more, before I thought, sort of finish up, generally speaking, just probably a little bit away from the question you asked me, is that it's almost taken for us to go out of Europe today for some Arsenal fans to realise that Arteta's not the man. I, I, that baffles me. I said, I said on your show the other day, I want... People talk about context. They talk about footballing reasons. All I've, I've heard that for the last five to six months. I said to people, look, sit me down, have a coffee, tell me what it is you're seeing in Arteta, what he's doing. You can talk about the players. That's fine. He's got to coach them. But you you tell me as a fan or people in the chat or the, the other guys in the panel, what is it you're seeing from this manager that you'd be happy for him to get the summer transfer window or to be kept in the job? I'm still waiting for people to tell me because they can't. Yeah. And, and the one key word, Jess, you said it for ages now, progression. I'm old enough to remember the worst season in Arsenal's Premier League history in 94, 95. And the only reason why we finished eighth for last season is because we beat Watford in the last game, last game of the season. Otherwise, we would have finished 10th. Right. Remember that. It's true. This is true. I'm going to add Ashton here. I want to get his... Um his uh, opinion on how he feels, you know, you were at the box park, hope it didn't um, ruin your time too much. I'm sure it did, you know, but um, how are you feeling right now? And I don't, I don't know. I feel like I need to wake up tomorrow and feel like there's drastic change, but I don't feel like I'm going to feel that because mm -hmm. any, any self-respecting group of executives slash owners would be on the phone with the next manager now. Weeks ago, weeks weeks ago. Cash, what do you think? Listen, for me, it's a very deflating time right now. Like, I was there, I was watching the game and I'm thinking, cool, okay, I predicted 1-0. We'll get that 1-0 sooner or later. And it just never came. We had one shot on target, we were playing at home. And then in the end, I'm thinking, did we actually go for this game? What was we actually trying to do out there? Where was the desire like, he was actually trying to take the game by the scruff of the neck. Everyone was just very conserved with what they were trying to do. Villarreal was there for the taking. It was there for the taking at home. And we just didn't seize the moment. For me, the manager, the player, the players, shall I say, didn't do enough. Just didn't do enough. And as you said, just like anyone that's running this club would be thinking, okay, like there's going to there need to be a change. But it, the change won't come. So I expect to see Arteta here. And as I said, 
I'm going to give it to Summer. And after Summer, if he's not pulling up trees, then he's going to have to go. Come Christmas, if he's not pulling up trees and showing something different, it, like, it can't be the same thing that's going on this season. Why wait, Cash? Why wait another, you know, eight months or so? The, the, reason, why we, the reason why we go, we were going to wait is because we're cheap skates. Like, mm. I'm realistic. I'm realistic. And I know how my club's run. And I know that they're not just going to jump the gun and they're going to sack him. And even if they jump the gun and sack him, they're not going to give us what we deserve or what this needs to, to rejuvenate it. They're not going to go and get you a top-class manager with pedigree like an Enrique. You've been there, done it. They're not going to do that. If anything, you're going to see someone that you don't, that you just, as soon as they're at it, you're just going to say, there we go again. And that's why I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon and say, Mikel Arteta, because I just know what I'm going to expect. It's not like I'm, it's not like I'm going to um, go from bad to good. I'm going to go from bad to, okay, give him a chance. He's all right. He might have mm-hmm. a bit of coaching experience. He's not a rookie this time. Let's see what he can do. And in the end, what we're going to find is the same old merry-go-round. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, I think it's like DJ Cadaver says a proper ownership would have three to four man shortlist and would be on the phone with them right now. But I think we all kind of know that this is going to continue on and we're going to continue to have Arteta in the job, you know, but just pivoting a little bit away from Arteta for a second the idea that Thomas Party has become a crap player overnight to me is a little hard for, for it's it's hard it's it's hard for me to accept because I just think he's much better than pretty much every single player that we have. But he's I mean, if I had just rate his Arsenal career so far, I'd probably give him a three or a four because he hasn't been available. And when he has been available, it's been hit or miss. You mm-hmm. know, um, Souls for you, is that a coaching issue or is that a recruitment issue? I mean, we spent 45 million release clause on this guy and it has to work. What needs to happen from here to next season to get that going? Because right now it's looking like a failed transfer. And I hate to say that because this is my guy, but I was cussing him up one side and down the other today because I thought he was atrocious again. It's, it's the story of Arsenal. We sign one player and don't really build around them. We don't build with that player. What we do is, like, for example, they started with Ozil. We bought Ozil in, and then what did we do? We waited a season to get a Sanchez in, and then we waited a season to bring someone else, and then we had a pet check only. The problem is, right, when you're wanting to build a team, you need to build it with a plan, who you're buying and who you're going to buy with that one player. It's not about, like, you know... And I, this, this is why I, I can't criticise Partey. As much as I don't think he's been great, it's not his fault. You can't you can't expect him to come in and turn a team that's already sort of not performing and perform. His job is there to control that midfield. But if he's passing the ball on and they're losing it and he's under pressure straight away the minute he releases the ball, I can't, I can't really sit there and say, you know what, it's all Partey's fault. Yes, his passing hasn't been great. There's been elements of his game which, yeah, you know, you can criticise as an individual because some of the passes, especially today, I was like, what on earth are you doing? Especially that pass to Leno. It's like, oh, I can't score against, you know, against the opposition, so I'll try and score an own goal instead. Maybe that'll help me. I don't know what he was trying with that. And 
they are moments like that, which is just a team issue. It's just a club issue. It's a culture mm -hmm. issue. As 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 just we have as in players. The problem is if if they're being serious, they need to be like, all right, we're getting party. End of this. Whenever they wanted to get him, whether it was that deadline signing, they needed to then in that same window look at is Jacker gonna really be good enough? Maybe, but we need to be looking at the likes of Basuma next to him, or we need to be looking at the likes of Odegaard and bringing him in earlier. We needed to do stuff quicker. We need to be signing players more often. What we do is buy one player, and then we're like, how we'll wait till next season and buy one player. And then the problem is when we buy a party, he's what, 27? Then by the time we've actually built the team that suits him, he's going to retire okay. or move yeah. on. Yeah. So That's how do you expect a player, like a world-class quality player to come in? It's one player. You know, we I don't know why we I don't know why Arsenal or the fans or anyone has this expectation just because they're a world-class player that they're automatically going to turn everyone into a world beater. You can't do it. Either Ronaldo doesn't come into this team or Messi comes into this team and improves us to tenfold to make us win the league. You need to build around them. It kind of reminds me a little bit of when we, I know obviously they're not on the same playing field like at all, but it reminds me of when we bought Granite Xhaka and expected him to be something that he's not and just put him in the midfield alone. And when they did, Arteta came in and decided to try to put some solidity around him, he started to look better. If, if they go another season without building around this guy, it's going to be a wasted transfer. You can't allow yes. somebody like Thomas to get beat up the way that he did today and expect him to stay, to perform. I mean, he didn't even, he looked, uh, he looks unhappy to me. And that, mm -hmm. that upsets me because it's like you get a world-class player and you let him get beat up. That's what we did with Ozil. That's what we did with mm -hmm. the bombing. We don't surround them with good players. And if I'm Thomas party, I'm looking at this, like, what is this train wreck that I've just gotten myself into? Cash, you look like you're about to say something. Um, listen, he talks a lot about balance, and for me, the balance is just not there in the field. Like, Partey is a person who wants to get on the ball, but in order for people who want to be on the ball to flourish, they need other people who want to be on the ball. There's a lot of players who are not comfortable with being on the ball and um, ball retention, just move, passing and moving. They're not comfortable. And this is why Partey gets caught sometimes. Like, even that pass to Leonard, yes, it was a terrible pass, but Really and truly, if you've got another midfielder with him in there who knows, okay, Partey's getting the ball, let me make the angle for him to receive it. There's a lot of people that's moving scared and do not want to shine. They don't want to show for it. And this is the trouble with Arsenal. We don't play as a team. We actually, we, we, we've we played for a team for quite a while now. Even before Arta came in, it was always a bammy and a go-to guy. No one else trying to make themselves shine. Even on Vengo, we had Sanchez and Ozil. That season at Sanchez and Ozil, that they were flourishing together. It was only them two that was really stepping up. No one else wants to be that guy. You can't call to them and say, listen, you need to deliver today. But at yeah. the same time, this game, Mikel got it wrong. There's a lot of things that he got wrong this game. Like, for instance, we know that we're going to dominate. We're going to get a lot of corners. Yeah. Olden, for me, whenever he gets onto a header, there's no conviction. The there's no cause. direction. There's no direction on his header. This game was made for Gabriel. Gabriel should have started this game. That's crazy. crazy. Bellerin starting for me is an absolute moronic move. That's a moronic move for me. Because we've not seen enough from Bellerin this season 
and you've seen the likes of Chambers come in or come after a very bad injury, and he's delivered. What's and wrong with top. Cedric? Okay, What's she's wrong with Cedric? Arteta was saying before the game that he, he's better in play well against Newcastle. I must watch a different game. I, 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 I that, he wasn't good. I knew that was going to happen, though. You know what? It's all because of that little assist or whatever he got in mm. his playing. That's the only reason. And this is what I mean. Is man management is going to have to improve. Come next Stig. season. Quickly. Come Quickly. next season. Is man management is going to have to improve drastically. If we yeah. Knew the bottom. If we knew Speak we up a little bit, Amenihu, so we can hear you. If we knew we were going to be out of Europe when Arsene Wenger left, would we have taken this? Would we have kept him? I don't. I just. I don't think that's the right way to think about things, you know. Um, because I think the, the fans spoke at the time when Wenger was around. You know, they were. They were. They were tired of it. Um, I think it was the right time for Wenger to go. Probably a bit. Um, he stayed. I think he overstayed. To be honest, he should have gone a couple mm -hmm. of seasons beforehand, and you saw that because fans stopped going to the games, and I've, I've never seen that in, in my lifetime. I think it was 100% the right decision. But when you make a decision like that, you then have to make um, consecutive good decisions, right? And what this club has done is made consecutive bad decisions. Number one, um, uh, allowing the likes of Ralph Senyehi and all of these guys into the club who have um, a, a say in how, how things go, and you get guys like Emery getting a job. And people say, I've seen in the comments, people say Emery wasn't the problem. But again, I think you can you can be balanced and take the view that Emery wasn't achieving his remit and he needed to go as well. Right. So then if you follow if you follow that up and say, right, fine, if you've got the managerial appointment wrong, um we're gonna make another one. And you now decide you're gonna put this this uh I guess this mess of a club you know, where the, the behind the scenes isn't is isn't sorted, you know, the technical director, there's there's beef everywhere, people don't know um who's in charge of what. It's is there's a bit of uh, it's a bit of a tumultuous environment, right? And then you say we're now gonna bring in a complete rookie um and we're gonna let him run the show. He's had no managerial experience whatsoever. Um so not only is he new to managing and running uh, a first team um He's new to the whole, you know, backroom environment, you know, and and I just think it's 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 it's, it's a crazy thing to do something like that, absolutely crazy. Um, and for me, I think I, I might be it might be a, a slightly unpopular opinion, but as far as I'm concerned, I actually don't think that they they can sack Arteta um, right now because what that says to me is if they sack him now, is that they literally banked this whole season. Right on him winning the Europa League, and I can't, I can't fathom that being the case. That you can watch a guy in ninth, tenth, fifteenth, right? You're calling it. I think when fans are um, voicing displeasure, on you're calling it noise. I think they called it, you know, from the mm. outside, and they're saying this guy's gonna get the summer regardless of results, right? So whether or not he won this game tonight, it shouldn't actually have a bearing on your decision as a board because you have said. This guy is the guy. He's going to get investment in summer. He's going to do this, that, and the other, and we're going to go forward because we believe in him. So if they turn around and sack him now, I would say, why did you not sack him in December? Right? Why did you Why did you give him uh, five more months? Right? Because what we were seeing was, was atrocious. You know, we lost eight of the first 15 games. Right? And you said, no, results do not matter. We don't care. Right? As long as we're not getting relegated, this guy's staying. 
right? That's what that's 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 the message that we're getting from all the media outlets. No, no, no media was calling for his head, like you saw with Wenger, like you saw with Emery, like you see with all these other managers, manager under pressure, headline, uh, Arteta's feeling. We didn't get any of that with Arteta because no one from the club was briefing it. So this guy was 100 percent safe, right? So if that's now the case, they need to now give this guy 200, 300 million in summer and say, you know what, here's the keys to the club, because that's what that's that's the message that we've been that we've been sold. So if now they turn around and they say, you know, you know what, we don't trust this guy, they have literally thrown away an entire season for absolutely no reason. For I no reason. Just, I can see them doing that though, um, Dan, because let's just be real, they're trying to get on the good side of the fans. Don't think for a second that they wouldn't take this as an opportunity to use him as a scapegoat and just cut his head off in front of everybody and say, look, Justice. No, we're getting rid of this manager. Do you know? Do you know what the problem with this is? If we get rid of him now, is we've got no summer plan then because the new manager may not want who Arteta said. He might not want. I know. I know it's going to sound ridiculous, but he might not want a Basuma. He might not want the likes of you know Awar. He might not mm. want them. He might not even want Odegaard. So the whole plan that you know this club has now supposedly got for the summer is now scrapped, and they have to redo that. And it's just for me that if that happens, right, it is piss poor planning because you either have a shortlist, but you can't do that because you're in the European competition. You can't have Arteta or the players knowing that a new manager may be in contention and coming in because that would ruin morale in the team. And it's just piss poor management really from the top because you're in a situation, you're in a Europa League semi-final. Look, whether we have an opportunity to win it or not is a different situation, but you can't let the fans or the players or the club know that, oh, your manager might be out because that that is going to be like, well, I ain't listening to him anymore. I'm just going to do my own thing. And that can actually make you lose. So it's, it's such a tricky situation. We're too close to the summer to revamp all our plans. But then we could be... And this is the problem. If they're going to do it, they now need to get a manager who can actually... like. The only manager who can come in at this stage is Luis Enrique. Reason being, he has similar ideas to what Arteta wants to do, but he can implement them better. And he'll probably want a similar style of players. He's going to want that money, though. He is going to expect. If, if, right, what they're saying, the board of commanders said, we're going to back Arteta. To me, if you're going to back a manager, I'm supposedly there's money on the table. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to, if that is the case, then guess what? Enrique will accept the job. But mm-hmm. I know it's a bullshit statement. It's an empty gesture that they've just come out and just made a statement. Oh, we're going to back them. Do you know what backing in this club actually means? You'll get a player. Pick your player. What do you want? Yep. And that's it. Yep. Go on. You back. We backed you. You got Pepe for seventy-two million. We backed you. That's what mm-hmm. it is. It's not, not I mean, Arteta didn't even get the player he wanted because he wanted a wah. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times oh, yeah. is, are the executives in this club going to overstep the manager and and bring it up? I mean, I love party. Don't get me wrong, but if Arteta wanted a wah. Then that's probably who should have got and party. If you know, he should have got both. You know, but for me, it's like I don't even know. I mean, obviously, if we're gonna keep him, he needs to to be back. But the only thing that today really showed me was that he needs a lot of resources to compensate for the mistakes that he's going to make. But there also needs to be a deadline. Money. There, there needs to be some sort of benchmarks, though. There, ne- there can't just be. You know, if you're in tenth place and you did, you're we're not in Europe then you don't have extra competitions to worry about. We need to make the squad smaller and you need to be near the top four in December. The type of investment that needs to go into that is going to be 
a lot, you know, because don't think for a second the other teams are not going to improve. But I just want to bring Joe in here and see what he has to say. Joe, what are your thoughts after that? Um, whatever you want to call it, shambolic, um, whatever you want to call it, performance, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know what to yeah, call I mean, it. My, my thoughts, you know, it's um, it's just heartbreaking, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be as dispassionate as possible. And yesterday I was quite sanguine about the whole thing. I, I had this whole kind of thought. So it was pretty 50-50. I thought we might go out, we might go through, but it'll be scrappy. And I thought, well, if we go out, I was trying to look at it as objectively as possible. I'm thinking 2015-2016, Chelsea finished 10th. Next season, they'll win the Premier League. Um, Leicester finished six points above the relegation zone the, the season before they won it. And in Klopp's first season, he finished two places beneath Rodgers' last season. He was in eighth position. So I'm thinking, whatever happens, there is a path forward for Arsenal and I wouldn't let a defeat against Villarreal necessarily shake my faith in Arteta's project. But that was kind of depending on, you know, the the manager and the players actually turning up. And I yeah. think... What is your eye test telling you? That I, I mean, you can look at statistics and, and examples all you want, but what I saw on that field today was nothing, absolutely nothing. And my eye test keeps telling me that there's a disconnect between what Arteta's asking them to do and the players. He's not getting the most out of the – you cannot have a team with Pepe, who you spent 70, $72 million on, Aubameyang, Bakayo Saka, Emile Smith-Rowe, Odegaard, Thomas Party, Tierney, and come out with the result that you came out with. You know, so regardless of the, you know, like, well, other teams have been able to do this. My eye test is telling me that there is a big problem. I can't put my finger on it because I'm not behind the scenes, but there is a huge problem there and they I need think, to fix yeah. it. And I'm not sure if it's Arteta or the players combination of both, but something big changes need to happen. Because I think, it, it I think seems what I, what I, what I found, what I found really gut wrenching about the whole thing, guys, is that. You know, today we needed to outplay Villarreal and instead we tried to outsmart them. You know, I, I watched the Chelsea game against um, Real Madrid yesterday and the Chelsea players, you know, a team that we beat earlier on in the season, that we beat in the final of the FA Cup, they they put everything, every single player, they played for each other, they played to their maximum, the whole 90 minutes, and they could have won that game 5-0 and really, really embarrassed uh, Real Madrid. You know, so I'm expecting Arsenal to at least turn up. I mean, that's the basic, basic, just turn up. If you lose, you lose. It can happen. But um, the fact that they didn't, and the fact that Arteta, you know, he didn't turn up. He's waiting so long to make the, the wrong substitutions at the end, you know, taking Alba off, putting Lacquer on with not enough time. Just, um, yeah, gut-wrenching. But, um, you know, at least the only the only positive I can... And this is the last thing I'll say, yeah, Jess, because I know I've taken up a lot of everyone's time. And no, I'm you're sure good. Go ahead. It's just this, right? And this is why I was trying to be objective about the whole thing yesterday. If we go out, I'm thinking we've got the Euros this summer. We've got the, the African Cup of Nations in the winter. Then we've got a winter World Cup uh, at the end of the following year. And that's in addition to all of the disruption that we've had to pre-seasons and congested fixtures, et cetera. So I'm thinking, well, worst case scenario, we get out of the, uh, uh, you know, get out of the uh, European competitions. At least we have time to consolidate on whatever we're trying to build. 
whether it's with with or whether I said I don't know, but they need a plan and they need it now. But at least I think I think that that is the only positive I can take out of it. Has anybody seen enough from Odegaard? Can we have a can we open up a dialogue on Odegaard today? Because he was absolutely non-existent. Is it the system or is it him? Because I'm looking at him like that's not fifty million dollars worth of nothing to me. And I like the player, but wow. Go ahead, Chad. Yeah. I I, I like the player. Um, my thoughts on Odegaard, especially um, today's performance, a bit similar. In fact, that's not fair because he's 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 not necessarily played well for the last couple of games. But um, it's similar to the conversation earlier on Partey, and I think you know some of it is um, this, this is a player who um, you know is very clear. He's technically gifted. You know, um, as far as the quality. He possesses by far and away um, one of our best technical players. Um, but you have to look at what's around him and you have to look at what some of the instruction is. You have to be realistic with saying what is the expectation and is he the type of player who plays with the um, with the character and the attitude and the personality to to kind of carry games and can he can he do that here? Um, and so yeah, he 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 hasn't hit he hasn't hit fantastic heights but i'm looking at this whole team saying there's not a lot of players in there who i i i really respect who are playing at a level which um even supports Erdegaard to do anything good on a consistent basis and that's what it is it's about a consistent basis you can see there are actions that he performs in games to a very high level to a very high standard very similar with Partey, but it's you know, can you do this in all situations, in all games? No, you can't. And it's really hard when, um, you know, the players around you can't progress the ball, can't play the ball out of, of, <laughs> of, of defence, can't, um, you know, can't can't control the ball or keep possession in, 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 in the middle third of the pitch, can't sustain attacks moving forward. Like, what do we expect him to do? He spends a lot of time um, moving around the pitch, trying to find spaces, trying to get in the spaces, hoping for um, the ball to, to to reach him and find him, doesn't often find him. So he's having to. It, it's it's Özil esque the situation, you know. Mm. Uh, it, it reminds me of Özil, and that, it worries me. It worries me because it's kind of again the same conversation about Partey, the same conversation about um, you know putting your hopes on one player or one or two players without thinking about the bigger picture, without thinking about how this is actually going to work in in tandem, like how we're going to um, find a system which gets the best out of the players that we have. There are good play There are good players. There are some players who don't belong at the club, but there are some players on the pitch who are good footballers, you know? There are players on the pitch who are better footballers than um, are possessed by the teams who have beaten us. How does it work for them? You know? I mean, look at look at Aston Villa or West Ham. Like these are teams that have like one or two players right. that are that are good, and then like a bunch of like kind of mediocre players. And those players are kind of they're shining, but they're making the players around them better. The the tactics and yeah. the way that the team is set up is conducive yeah. for all the players to do well. And then those really good players just really stand out. Yeah. It almost feels like whatever Arteta is asking the players to do is swallowing the really good players and making mm -hmm. the, the bad players even worse. And that's not a good combination, but I have Josh here and are you a Chelsea fan? Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Um, I saw your, your little, your thing, your Conte <laughs> thing. So um, be easy on us, you know, we're yeah. going through it, but yeah, 
what are, what are your thoughts? So I'm looking at it from an outside perspective and I've watched Arsenal quite a lot this season. I do see similarities with him and Lampard in terms of them being out of their depth and obviously they're young managers. But one key thing is that when I hear Arsenal fans say he he needs his players in order to to almost like fulfil this great team that he's going to have. But the key is, do you are, are you deserving of those players? And I'll use... I'm not trying to compare, but let's look at someone like Graham Potter, for example, who support, um, who's at Brighton. You can clearly see the weakness in the team is the attacking players. The system is fine because defensively they're good and they create a lot of chances. But with Arsenal, you're saying the centre-backs aren't good enough. We're not creating chances. It, it, it shows that there's a total systematic error of the team. And who does that fall to? That falls to the manager. In my opinion, you have to sack him as quick as possible because he just clearly isn't good enough. I'm sorry. And I don't like to do the whole manager in, manager out. I think that's a bit too... I think that's from Twitter. And it's kind of like... I don't like, kind of like that mentality. But the reality is if no one is performing well, then you the clear problem is the manager. And, and that's how it is, unfortunately. That's a good point. Who in our team is in form? Right now, everybody seems like they're out of form and underperforming. Souls, what do you think about what Josh has just said about, you know, none of the players are performing well, so it must be a systematic issue and something to do with the manager? No, I think I think he's correct. Even if we looked at today, in you know what, you can get it wrong. But when you start to see things and frailties in the team, such as like really not really being a good keeper and like um, spilling the ball every time you try challenging him, why doesn't Arteta say to them, keep doing it? Because you know what? Something will happen. Aubameyang took a shot. He nearly he slipped it nearly into his own goal. Why wasn't Arteta telling him, keep going for it? We were seeing the fact that, you know, those diagonal balls were working. We've done it once or twice and then we stopped doing it. I'm like, when you're starting to look at the beginning, yes, your game plan at the start can be, you know, for what they previously did. But as the game evolves, when you start to see one should do something and you see, oh, actually that worked. The manager should be saying to them, do it again, do it again and keep doing it because they're not picking up on it. But yes, there is a combination of it's a system issue. What we are now creating. And the thing is, yes, if he said this to me before December, I would have 100% agreed because we were trash. We were complete trash. But since December, we have gotten a system where some of those issues have been rectified. But we're now, the problem is, Individual errors have caused us to be where we are. Yes, Arteta is part of those issues as well. You know, look at Xhaka. You know, eight goals since he's come to the Premier League have led to goals from his back of his own mistake. You know, Leno's had at least two, three this season. You know, David Luiz has had two, three moments of four moments. And the problem is, right, it's not one or two players making mistakes. It's a constant mistake. From, and you don't know who it's coming from. It could be party tomorrow. The only thing is, right, some players have been lucky because their mistakes haven't led to a goal yet. But they can that can easily happen. Now, that's why I do think that yes, I agree there can be a system problem, but we are now creating those chances, but we're not putting them away. But then when we come to the back, we're also just making these sloppy mistakes. And and I always use footballers have got to have a, a form of common sense. You yes, a manager should be giving you instructions, but sometimes you've got to evaluate that pitch on your own and think, yeah, I can't play this ball out of the back. Like when, you know, the Burnley situation to Xhaka or in the Olympiacos, was it, yeah, Olympiacos when, um, 
when that player scored, he always scores against LRB scored when Leno played it out. Took I think the ball was, off of Ceballos. Yeah. Like sometimes, yeah, there's a form of common sense that you need to use and you need to think about what's the best decision in that moment. Yes, the manager can tell you, like, you know, this is how I want you to play. But it's like this, right? If your mom's telling you that you'll look both ways before you cross the road and you decide to cross it when the truck comes, is that your mom's fault? Not really, because it's your fault. Why are you not looking? It's common sense. Use your brain sometimes. So it is a combination of the players just simply. I don't think they've got the IQ to play for a big club. And I don't think they've got the bottle to play in these big competitions because this isn't the first time. We look at Baku, some of these players, the same players have let us down today that let us down in Baku. And the same players in those moments where we're drawing, we're, we're called upon and you know everyone's screaming for Pepe to play. I don't think he did anything today. You know, players were calling for, you know, the only one, like I said, the only one is, you know, Croydon De Bruyne. The only person who can sit there and say, you know what, I actually gave it a go. Unfortunately, today's Saka was okay. And this is the problem. Like, you know, we're a group of individuals who, for some reason, won't put the extra yard in for each other. And you can blame the manager, but sometimes the players also, it's a combination for me. It's a, I don't think they're getting it because they're not good enough. And I don't think Arteta's getting the fact they're not good enough. And I think it's just someone needs to give. And I don't know who that's going to be. Before I, I get Dan's, before, oh, before I get Dan's ideas on this, um, I want to bring Oslan in. But Josh, thank you so much for your your contribution. I really appreciate it and enjoy the final of the championship. Can I just say one thing? Is that yeah, um, some of the points that you're making? It just sounds similar to what uh, Chelsea fans were saying with Lampard. Uh, Jorginho isn't good enough for Lampard. Rudiger's this, Rudiger's that. And obviously, we have to be careful of Tuchel anyway because he hasn't done it over a longer period. So, obviously, we have to see it. But some of these players that we're talking about, we're talking about Jorginho might be getting a new contract. People are saying Rudiger's been the best he's ever been. A manager's yeah. influence is so important. So, that's what I, I hear just you. With. Yeah. I hear you 100%. All right, Josh, thank you so much. And, yeah, thank enjoy you. yourself, man. Thank you so much. Dan, what were you about to say? Yeah, I was going to say um, I can't. I can't look at the players at all. Uh, I'm sorry. I know you mentioned Baku and some of the same players um, letting us down this, that, and the other. But of the starting lineup tonight, um, I think eight or nine of them were, weren't, weren't even in the squad um, in Baku. You know, um, if I look at this lineup, Leno wasn't there, um, Mary wasn't there, Tierney wasn't there, Party wasn't there, Saka wasn't there, Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Pepe. Um, it's only a Bamiang holding and Bellerin, I think, were even part of the squad um, uh, in, in for that match. So I, I, all of this talk about players letting us down consistently, this, that, and the other, I'm not having it. Um, all of this talk about um, them not not having the bottle, this, that, and the other, because they, we weren't we weren't saying they didn't have bottle last season when um, they rocked up with a plan, um, well coached out well tacticed out and they beat Man City and, and Chelsea uh, en route to winning the, F the FA Cup. You know, we came into this season with a lot of faith in this manager off the back of that, um, off the back of that FA Cup win. So I can't turn around now and all of a sudden now these players are not good enough. I don't believe that. This is 95% on the manager. I'm sorry. Um, I look at I look at the look at the team and look at the performance that we put out today. Right, you're looking at the players that Brighton have. These 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 
players who I think most would agree are probably not good enough to be top 10 in the Premier League, consistently outplay the opposition every single week under Graham Potter. They outplay teams with far better players than them um, every week. So if you're doing if you're doing proper coaching, right, your team can play well every week. You can't just turn around and say the players are not good enough. Aubameyang has scored 30 goals every year for the past five years. Now, all of a sudden, he's not good enough to, to play for Arsenal. He's not declined physically. He's still fast. You've seen his agility on the weekend. He can still go and get on the end of chances. I look at this. This this year, we've created 39 big chances in 34 games, right? In Wenger's last year, where everyone agreed the football wasn't great, we wanted him out, we created double that, you know, 73 wow. big chances, right? And that was when the football was supposedly dire. Unai Emery created 71 big chances, right? And we all agree he wasn't good enough, right? So let's not pretend that it's the players. It's one, it sits squarely on the shoulders of Mikel Arteta. He's out of his depth. He doesn't know what he's doing, right? Um, this season, we've played 22 games at home. We've lost or drawn 14 of them. And we scored four goals in those 14 matches, right? We have a big problem scoring goals this year. Right, it's not to do with the players. People said it was because he didn't have a ten, he didn't get his hour, he didn't do this, that, and the other. Right. Well, since Christmas, we've had Smith Rowe in the team, we've had Odegaard in the team. Odegaard, who was, I think, the third highest chance creator in La Liga last year, and yet we still can't score goals. So this tells me, similar to what Josh was saying, it's not it's not about individual players. It's the system. It's a systematic problem, you know. And this man. He's, 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 he's sitting at the top of it. It's, it's squarely on his shoulders. And for me, he, he, he absolutely is not good at this whole manage, management thing, right? I'm, I'm sorry. You need a goal in the last 10 minutes and you bring on William and Nketia and take off a bombing. That was it for me. Dan, like, that was it for me. It's, it's, it's actually the craziest thing, right? If you're playing, if, if, if you're playing a video game, right, you, you'd never do anything like that, right? Let alone real life. You're telling me that we need a goal and, and Ketty and William, who has played 36 games this season without a goal, is more likely to get you a goal than Aubameyang? It's, it's, it's clueless. It's, it's actually clueless. It is, it's, I, I, I just can't Especially the, the timing of it. It was just after Aubameyang it, was this far it away made from no sense. He capitulated. That's, that's, you know what? And I when I think back at that, I'm like, okay, yeah. Arteta compromised in his first season got the team solidified and we played in a 3-4-3 and we were getting results then. He switched to this new system, tore them out and like we haven't had a system, a solidified system all season. We still don't know who our starting 11 is. We still don't know how we're going to be playing. Can anybody tell me what the philosophy is? No, but we had a philosophy at the yeah. end of the season. He doesn't want to compromise with these players. Somebody said yesterday that he was bougie and I think that that's what it is. He wants to play Manchester City way with arsenal players and that's not what what you have is an abundance of really fast direct offensive players why not just play more direct he wants to play silly triangles and that just shows me that he's willing to die on this hill at the expense of us and that's not okay any manager that comes in right now would say you know what let me just simplify this kick it into the channels for Aubameyang and pepe and saka to run on to put martin martinelli on the field play your best 11 but he's making it so complicated and I'm just like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, are you going to switch it up? Are you going to, are you ever going to get it? Or are you just going to 
die on this hill because this is what you believe is best, you know, but let me bring Aslan in here. You good, man? How are you? Evening, Jess. Hello, everyone on the panel. Um, where do I begin? I can't lie, Jess. I'm vexed, but I'll try and do my best to keep my composure. Um, yeah, I mean, you heard me yesterday. Uh, I have strong opinions about Arteta. This guy's not the answer. Uh, we've had 18 L's this season in 90-minute games. Um, it's just unacceptable. To, to, uh, tonight, starting 11, I didn't agree with. Uh, what has Cedric done to be not picked? Last uh, I remember... Uh, can, I, can I answer that quickly? Apparently, uh, yeah. he, apparently, he was in hospital yesterday for 24 hours, hence why he wasn't... Um, Properly played, apparently had a stomach bug or something, and Arteta just didn't want to play him just in case. Okay, so the back of uh, correct me if I'm wrong, my memory's a bit bad when it comes to uh, looking back on thinking back on uh, previous games. But when we beat Tottenham at home, did Cedric not start that game? Come, uh, come, come full time. Arteta was hugging him up, being a hugging merchant, on how good he was playing. But yet, what's his reward? The guy gets dropped. Then we see Callum Chambers coming in for a couple of games. He's not up to par. He's not up to standard. Then he gets dropped, and now Hector Bellerin comes, comes in. This, like, I don't know like what goes through... Now, is it down to tactics? Is it instructions from Arteta uh, uh, for when Hector Bellerin starts in the team? Uh, you know, don't go on the outside. Always come inside. Now, we see these tactics with Pep, with Man City, but the calibre of players that Pep has compared to the calibre of players we have, when you scale them up, we're not up there. We don't have those star quality players to be playing this inverted right-back style. Now, Pepe, when he's playing out, like, it just goes with a uh, majority of these players. When, when uh, players play well, uh, they have a game or a couple of games under the belt, they play well. Arteta, he's always um, tinkering with the starting eleven. He Like, this season... Have we seen in a row, like 10 games in a row, where we've had a consistent starting 11? Now, I can understand if along, along, that, uh, along the way in those 10 games, if we have uh, uh, a player who's suspended or we have uh, injuries, I can understand if one, two, three positions may be changed and obviously you allow squad players to come in. But... Why haven't we seen a consistent starting eleven? This guy constantly tinkers with the team. He, he he sucks the life out of the team. There's no confidence within this team. I just don't get it with this guy. And 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 tonight, I just feel he just got the lineup wrong. He set us up for failure. Uh, yes, uh, the blame also falls onto the players' shoulders. They uh, they have responsibility. They should know what it feels like uh, to wear the shirt and have that uh, 
uh, our bad, you know, obviously our badge weighs too heavy on most of these players. Uh, within the starting eleven, the people who came on as subs and uh, uh, the squad as a whole, like you know, from time we've had legends who've played for our club, Tony Adams played for the front, uh, played for the name on the front of the badge, on the front of the shirt, and they'll remain uh, remember the name on the back of your shirt. Uh, the late great R.I.P. Uh, Rocky Rollcastle. Remember who you are, who you represent. Aslan, can I be can I be honest with you though? Like I remember yeah. those players, and I love those players, and a lot of my best memories, my my fondest memories of the team are back in those days. You know when it meant something to play for Arsenal, and we were one of the best teams in the world, and. You would just you would die for that short that shirt. We are so far away from that now that it's hard for me even to compare these players to that. You know, we're just in a completely 100%. different stratosphere. Yeah. There's nothing like. I mean, players aren't even really that committed to teams like that anymore. You just have to get the best players you possibly can out there with a good plan. And Arteta had no plan. It didn't look like. And Bjorn said this, and I thought that this was just a really good summation of what I saw was one thing it's one thing to tinker but to tinker without a plan brings chaos and that's what I felt I felt in chaos I didn't feel a plan I didn't know what was going on and it just led to us bombing out you know you know what Arteta should have done what he did against Benefica where he kept his composure yes he went against what the fans wanted and brought William on I know in this case it actually wasn't the right decision but against Benfica, he had that composure. He said, no, we've got a system. We've got our tactics. We're going to play to it. And that's what ultimately won us the game. You know, there was there was no urgency, but it was it was good because we were like, no, we believe in the way we want to play and we're going to get that win. We, we were passing it back. We were recycling possession. We were controlling the game. Even in the 88th minute when we needed that final goal, we were passing it back. We were making sure we were getting into the right opportunities before we took that killer pass. And today it was just... You know what today reminded me of Olympiacos, where we just go, mm -hmm. crap, we need a goal. Yeah. Yo, who's on the bench? Who's 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 an attacker? Just get yourself out there. And that's what we did. We just panicked. And the problem is, right, a manager needs to keep his composure so the players don't panic. And I really felt that as soon as he started to bring Aubameyang off and started bringing Martinelli on, William on, and whoever else he brought on, like Enketier on, I felt the players felt panic as well. Because they were like, oh shit, this manager don't believe in what we're doing. How the hell are we meant to do it? And that's as why you, I as, you're, as you're saying that, Sals, I'm just having a thought for the first time. I'm thinking, is five subs actually a beneficial thing? It does, does it actually not make you overthink things and it actually yeah. complicates the equation? In, in this situation, yeah. In before, this, yeah. Before that, he wasn't really using them. And maybe that was the reason why, because he didn't want to. I mean, we didn't even know who was playing in what position. At one point, I saw Saka on the left and Pepe on the right and then they kept switching then eventually Saka went to left back it was very very confusing you know but yeah I want to get just last thoughts from from Seoul so I'm going to go ahead and let Joe and Aslan go I'm sure I'll see you guys soon in the chat box hopefully we can recover you know from this okay, and, and talk you. soon and, and be a little <laughs> bit more positive but you guys I want to thank you for for being on and I'll talk to you guys soon okay thank you Jess bye, -bye. bye guys what needs to happen now, Souls? I mean, what what happens from here? Like, what is the plan? We're going to be outside of Europe for the first time. You know, what do we do now? 
Do you know? Do you know what? Right when I wake up, I'll actually think about this better. But I do think it might be. I know this is not what people want to hear, and maybe I'm being a bit too positive on this. But maybe it's a blessing in disguise that we've got no Europe next year because maybe we don't really look. We don't have the squad to compete in Europe in the Premier League. If we want to play in the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup, we don't really have the squad for it. I know we can sacrifice the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup and focus on maybe the Premier League and you know the Europa League like we did kind of this season. But if we even if we got into that Champions League, are you really going to tell me that we're confident enough to go in there and say it's worth... The only reason it's worth being in there is maybe because of the players we can bring in. But... I just, I'm not, I wasn't going to ever be confident. I would have been like, yeah, we're in Champions League, but we're out straight away. We're not going to get through the group stages. We're not good enough. And I hope, what I really want to see is them, and I've said this for a very, if they want to persist with Arteta, persist with him. I'm not, I'm not really fussed. I'm not, but what I want to see is this board now showing that they would, what they need to do is sit with Arteta and sit with maybe a Bamiyang or whoever they deem the future captain of Arsenal and the likes of Edu and Vinay and I know the Cronkies will never get involved, but they need to sit down around the table and really think about, okay, if we're going to now con continuously support you, what do you need from us? What can we do in this? So I know they've already got this plan and I don't even know what, the, I don't even, I, I'm not really believing in this plan of the summer and what they're going to bring in the window until I see it. But they really need to sit down and say, okay, Arteta, what do you want? All right, you want Basuma, right, we'll get you Basuma. You want Awa, right, we'll get you Awa. But okay, but, or they need to say to him, look, we can get you, you've got this budget, tell us the top three plays you want. We'll go get them for you. The other position, if you need it for depth, we'll go and get you someone that's adequate. But that's not going to happen. Because, like I said, their backing, and it's traditionally has been, you'll get one sort of quality player or, you know, deemed a quality player, like a Pepe, for example, or a Partey, and then you've got to wait. And if if that's the case, it doesn't matter who you bring in. The manager can be anyone. You can bring Pepe in and he's going to be like, well, did you really think I was going to get you Europe with this? And that's the problem. You need to sit with the manager, understand their plan, and recruit for them rather than... Budget. All right, you want a Basuma? <sighs> it's a bit out of our budget. Um, all right, we'll go get you another Shaka instead because that's you know what we want, and that's the problem. You can't do it. You need to you need to sit down. If he wants Basuma, go get him Basuma. Unless United beat us to it or something. You know, if a bigger club come in and they take him, there's nothing really you can do about it. If he chooses to go to another club, but Awad didn't go anywhere, so why didn't you go get Awad for him? Party's not going to go anywhere, so get them both. Show us that you're ambitious because that's the that's for me the biggest problem. They're not showing it. You're not gonna get Enrique, Allegri, Benitez, or maybe Benitez, but you know, even Nagelsmann before he signed or Ten Hag before he signed. The reason they didn't they signed their contract extension and didn't decide to come to Arsenal is because they're sitting on it and say, Well, firstly, toxic fans. Look, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we're being toxic, but we are for the right reasons. But it, from an outsider looking in, we're toxic. That's, you know, going for the manager's head. We're going for the owners. We're not in a good state like that. I'm not going to get backed. I don't really have a squad. I believe I can get to the, to the fans' expectations. Is it worth me putting my legacy on the line for Arsenal, which I don't really give a crap about because none of them are Arsenal fans? Let's be real. If there was an Arsenal fan of a man, let's say Ten Hag was an Arsenal fan, he might actually risk it 
because he cares about the club and he wants to come in and maybe bring the club back to where they need to be. But that's not going to happen. And are they really going to bring in the right manager? Probably not. And like I said, it's a bit too late now to sack the manager because then you've got to sack your summer plans and talk to this manager and hope... And because the thing is, transfers don't happen just in the summer. They would have been talking to the club now. They'd be negotiating. What are you expecting from us? What kind of fee do you want? And obviously the club will say, okay, let's say for example, it is Brighton. They go, if we survive, we want, we'll be willing to sell Basuma for 40 million. But if we get relegated, you can have him for 20. So there will be something in place already. And then once the summer comes, you just kind of, go through the motions of all the legalities of getting that player in. It's not really you negotiating harshly in that, unless it's a new player that you really wanted. So mm-hmm. for me, it's a bit too late to sack him. You've got to either back him or you just back come out. And you look, yeah, you, yeah. You, there isn't, for me, there you isn't. Back him or back him. <laughs> yeah, really. I, I don't know what else you can do right now. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure that we're going to have a lot more conversations about this in the near future. You know, we have loads to talk about now, but um, I want to thank you for being on. I know it's been really, really difficult, but we got some of this out, the initial emotional aspect of it. And we go again. We go again. I'm going to go cry now after this. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk to you soon. So thank you for being here. No worries. Take care. Bye. All right, you guys. So my final thoughts on this is just, you know, Arteta had kind of said before when we were getting towards the end of the Europa League that he didn't, he was not planning a summer outside of Europe. He didn't even want to let it infiltrate his thoughts. Now we're here. So there needs to be a plan from Arteta and the club moving forward outside of Europe. And I agree with Souls that I think it's too late to fire Arteta. And if we were a properly ran club, we would not have a manager in place where our summer plans revolve around that person being here because a good club has plans built around a director of football. And regardless if the manager is there, those plans go forward and you find a manager that could fit those plans. We've done it backwards again. We're back in an Arsene Wenger situation where they're running everything. So everything revolves around them. The problem is, is that Arsene was a world-class manager and Arteta is a novice. So if they decide to keep Arteta, which I feel like they will, we need to start looking at plans outside of Europe. I still believe that Arsenal is a big enough club where we'll be able to attract good quality talent. And let's be real, Aston Villa, West Ham, Everton, teams that have been outside of the top six, outside the top four have been able to recruit well. But how do you recruit properly when you don't have any any scouts out there? You know, so this is going to really fall on Adu's shoulders. They now need to go into hyperdrive and get organized and really get galvanized themselves to get us back where we need to be. You know, I spoke about this in Arsenal Vision earlier that my biggest fear is not being outside of Europe, but it's being outside of Europe for five, six, seven years. You know, and part of that is planning everything out. And getting the right mechanisms in place so that we can get where we want to go. And if we're this disorganized and this naive going into the summer, I can see this being the beginning of a very, very long run outside of Europe. And a club arsenal size cannot be outside of Europe for more than one to two years. There are benefits. I do agree with New Dawn Games that we have to figure out a way to turn this negative into a positive And there are positives to being outside of Europe. You know, we can have a smaller squad. 
we can, you know, we won't have to play as many competitions so we can focus on the league. But with that comes greater expectation. So without the distraction of, of Europe, I expect Arteta to one, be backed and two, to go into next season strong and to improve his home for, or his league form. His league form up until this point has been absolutely horrendous. And if he's not up by fourth place, so securely in the top six at the, by December, he's going to have to go. And I hope that the club has some sort of, I don't know, some sort of plan, some sort of, you know, whatever to, to get us into a better situation next season. But the plan doesn't seem to be there. I'm not really sure, you know, where we go from here. But for me, regardless of what happens, if he's not s secure in the top, top five, you know, next season by December, he's got to go. He's not learning quick enough for me. It's just, it's rough out here, but there's about 71 of you guys still watching. And I really, really appreciate you guys for being here. It's going to be a long summer. It's going to be a long, long summer, but I will be here for you guys. We'll talk about transfers. We'll talk about squad building, all those things. And I really hope that you guys take care of yourselves and you guys continue to, to watch the channel. We're going to try to be as positive as we can around here and um, like the video and subscribe to the channel. And I will see you guys tomorrow for the post-match show. I'll also be doing a, a, a podcast with You Are My Arsenal. I'm the host of that show. So make sure you guys tune into that as well. And um, yeah, guys, I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye, everyone. Oh.